Rocker Mike and Rob present a special guest today, Dan Palmer from the Crush Tones. How you doing, Dan? Welcome, welcome, Dan. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank, you, thank you guys for bringing me on. Uh, happy to be here. What I'm going to do right now is I am going to share this on the Rock Show group page, so bear with me one second, okay? Hey, so uh, Dan, how you been uh, doing with this pandemic and this whole change of lifestyle? Oh, it's been crazy. Um, I mean, you know, as a teacher, thankfully, I've been lucky that since the start of the school year back in uh, late August, that I've been uh, been able to be in the classroom every day with with students and all that. So that's been a little bit normal. But you know, this whole thing of not being able to play out in the band and go out and do things as normal, um, yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. It, it, it's amazing how this has changed people. It's like everything has changed. Like if you, we live in New York City, so it's amazing to walk down Times Square. Like no people, nobody's out there. Before it was so packed. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping with the, uh, the vaccines being out, I'm hoping that it um, starts to turn things around a little bit here. Seen on Tuesday, I'll go get. I had something for Sunday, but I changed. My days are so mixed up. I don't even know what day it is with this whole pandemic. It makes every day seem like the weekend. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, I, I got my uh, got my second uh, Pfizer shot going on three three weeks ago. Three weeks. No, four weeks ago. God, it's been four weeks ago now. So, yoohoo! I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> Um, and, 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 you know, and I have to, I have to hand it to, you know, the school I work at, I work with here in Michigan, we do, um, we actually teach until they're 26, but I mean, we've gone the entire year with like three or four cases total, total. So we wow. know, it is, you know that we've been doing a good job with the masks and, uh, the, you know, the, uh, social distancing and the hand washing and. It's 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 a pretty good feeling that you know to know you know to know that if you do it right, that that you can keep uh, you can keep it down, and hopefully with these vaccines, we can hopefully hopefully by summer we can be back to relative well new normal. I think, I think I it'll be by I think it'll be by summer. I think by summer. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, a lot of the cases are coming down. I think that you know once more people are vaccinated. The virus won't have anywhere to go, so it's going to die out a little bit. Let's. So I mean, Finger I think cross. we're going to be cross. living with exactly. I think I think we're going to be living with it for a long time, but just at low levels. Yep. Yeah, and it'll yeah. probably you know it's like I keep telling uh, telling people it will be a situation where we're um, where it's going to be uh, you know uh, you know probably uh, you know you, you you get your flu and COVID shots uh, every fall and. Um, We'll probably have maybe two or three months out of the year where we have to wear our masks when we go out, you know, during COVID season and flu. But you know, I mean, the the amazing thing that I've I've really noticed is um, masks and washing the hands all the time. And um, yeah, I really I really do think it works. Well, they knocked it, out the flu. Nobody's getting the flu. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, because you right, can't. So you want to get this underway? Yeah, underway. We're, we're live already, Mike. <laughs> yeah, here we are. We're, we're, we're talking pandemic stuff here. <laughs> well, listen, I want to tell everybody, um, you know, everybody that knows me from the show, they, they know I'm always on the lookout for new bands. 
uh, to talk about, you know, rock and roll is kind of gone little on the underground side now it's not so much in the public conscience so we got to kind of look for these bands and they're out there a lot of a lot of great bands but we have to look for them and one guy that i always turn to almost every week is dj bill kelly who has a show on little steven's underground garage called black hole bandstand on saturday nights uh bill is a fan of our show too he's mentioned us on his show so hello bill if you're listening um he played, Dan, your band, The Crush Tones, okay? Mm-hmm. You guys about a week or two ago. And I was just like, whoa. You know, you, you know, I listen to the show, and I always like what he plays, but there's always a couple of standouts, and you definitely stood out. Um, I'm a sucker for that 60s garage, you know, band. Uh, good, mel- you know, good melodies, good harmonies. I... I, I Grew up on the Nuggets and Pebbles collection, okay? I was a punk rock kid, but I had that stuff that I liked as well. Uh, so when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is very reminiscent, okay, of, of that. And um, you're from Michigan, right? Saginaw, Michigan? Yep, her, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, uh, you know, we've done so many shows on the great Michigan scene, that's existed for the last 50 years in Detroit or Ann Arbor, other places, the Stooges, the MC5, uh, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, the Motown stuff. Uh, you know, so much great music comes out of Michigan. I don't know what it is. Uh, can you answer that? What, what, why is so much great It's got to be in the water. I mean... You take a look at the, I mean, the 60s and, and early 70s, what a fertile ground it was. I mean, you know, not only the you know bands that you mentioned, but I mean, Bob Seger, the Stooges, um, you know, the, the, the Motown stuff. You had SRC, um, um, you know, which, which, you know, I think more people need to hear. And, you know, Alice yeah. Cooper. And, you know, and here in Saginaw, we had... We had we had Daniel's Den, which is right over next door to White's Bar, where we played a lot, and you know they had um, a lot of um, bands that played there. You know the Amboy Dukes, and um, um, you know they had a lot of the national bands. You know Yardbirds with Jeff Beck played there, and and you know the Jefferson Airplane played there, and Simon and Garfunkel played at the YMCA, and you know, wow. you, know um, you know Hitchhike from Saginaw, you know from from the song America on on the Bookends album. I mean, it was written yeah. in Saginaw, and and, and it's it's just yeah. you know it, it's such an incredible part of uh, of of American rock history, and I'm yeah. kind of glad to be part of it. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Let me, um, let me ask you a quick question. Um, since this whole pandemic, um, how do you, do you guys still get together and practice, or how how are you doing band practice and stuff like that? <sighs> well, we've been doing Zoom band meetings. We okay. um, we, we we actually we did get back together. Um, in um june to practice for a while and then our, our drummer wanted to kind of go off in a different direction so um he um graciously left the band and um so you know the the, the other the rest of the guys the the other three guys and i we kind of hold up in my basement and um which is where i'm at right now and you know <laughs> You know, through drum machines and, you know, came up with, you know, I, we've got this backlog of song ideas and I'm horrible at writing lyrics and, you know, so, so prolific at that. But um, so we, you know, we kind of um, messed around. We decided to go and record 
Um, we, you know, kind of went into the we went into the studio in um, early mid October. Well, one of the the guys that was helping um, our the the engineer, the the owner of the studio, he's like, "Oh, I really want to play drums." And um, so we tried him out in in October, and we actually wanted to play in our last show on Halloween. And right after that, everything and and. You know, as as a you know, as a school teacher, I you know, I kind of felt you know, I, I really have to practice what I preach with my students, and so yeah, we've held off on practices, and in fact, we're um, I think we're going to start practice next week because we we are tentatively scheduled to play um in early April, or the first weekend of April, because things are finally starting to open up a little bit in in, in Michigan, or they're going to go to fifty percent capacity. So I'm really looking forward to getting out and. Um, and plan, you know, with this new EP that we've got, and the songs are so damn good, and um, you know, and our new drummer is bringing a lot of energy to the band. And um, just jump in for a second, you know, you mentioned your new EP that's coming out called "Not No More." Yeah. Um, the track that I heard on the Bill Kelly show was uh, "Caught in the Corner of Her Eye." Great right. title. Great title. Um, that was. It's just a. You know, it's, it's just reminiscent of that 60s garage music. Uh, but, you know, what what are your influences? Like, what are your favorite bands? Where do you draw inspiration from to write a song like that now? Well, I, I mean, all the guys in the band bring in so many different stuff. But um, I, I realized after I wrote the lyrics, it was literally um, subliminally, it came from the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Um, you know, you know, I'm big into that. Yeah, easy listening stuff. But I'm listening to like, shit. That's where that came from. Um, but I mean, I mean, where where I I come from is is you know the, the Nuggets stuff that you're talking about, and 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 the Beatles and and um, um, Big Star and you know the Kinks. I mean, you know, and and um, you know as as well as you know you know newer stuff like the Replacements. I'm a huge Replacements fan, and you know into that whole college rock thing of, of, of the 80s and early 90s and then you know uh, you know my my bass player and, and um my uh one lead guitar player you know they're they're kind of more from you know kind of the metal goth sorts of stuff and um so we we, we get together we come up with these riffs and you know the other guys will bring in these these chord riffs and you know a lot of times it'll be like really punky or really metal and I take my pop sensibilities, um, you know, and and kind of morph them into um, into more of a pop song. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that you you know posted a hold on earlier when I song came to me. It was more of a metal tune. Wow, by the time really? I got done with it, by the time I got done with it, it's far from a metal tune. Wow. No, I never would have thought that listening to it. Just in the, right. you know, and I like my I like heavy metal. It's just I didn't hear that, but wow. That's that's very interesting. Well, well, the, 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 the metal, the, the metalness was was um, was erased by the time. I mean, and then, not that I'm not into metal, but it's it's not my totally yeah. my thing. I, I I get it now. I, I never yeah. got it years. Guitar player, you know, we we added our um, third guitar player about two years ago. Um, he played with me um, years ago um, back in the early '90s in a band called Bungie Death Fest, um, and. Um, um, you know, of course, we spelled death D E T H because you know it was kind of cool to spell it that way, but um, but yeah, I mean, we were definitely were hot rock back then, you know, and of course, you know, we you know, 1992, you know, with the whole grunge thing, well, yeah, we're grunge, man, but listening back on it now and listening to the uh, um, stuff that we did record, yeah, we were definitely were uh, a grunge fan, but there was always that 
melody to it. There was always that pop sensibility to yeah. it, even though it was kind of in your face, loud fuzz guitars and all that stuff. Um, and that, that's what I like. It, it, it's got to have a hook. It's got to have a melody. It's got to be catchy. Negative, um, negative lyrical vibe to it. I mean, even though you know, my, my lyrics tend to be on the cynical side, um, yeah, I wanted to be upbeat and catchy where you know you can sing along to it and it hopefully sticks in your head for a couple of days. That's why you always want you a nice catchy, uh, you know? Are you asking if you had been familiar with guitar player Frank Sick? He played with Steve no, Mayer. Yeah, okay. that guy's pretty good. That stuff you need to listen to. Um, okay. Yeah, good power pop stuff. It definitely would be, you know, in your in your style. Um, first album came out in 2015, right? Yeah, we we did it ourselves on a label that um, <laughs> we're with Bungie Death Fest called Small Motif. So we've done it all ourselves. Um, I, I've been kind of toying with the idea of trying to hook up with um, with with the label. I mean, part of it is you know, to take take it off from us for for promotion and all that sorts of stuff. But yeah, we we've done we've done it all ourselves. That's pretty good for people that done it by yourself and get it out there. You definitely yeah, you, gotta you, you got a crowd. Yeah, they just gotta start buying now. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is nice to see these plays on on you know like Bill <laughs> Kelly and their shows, but um uh, you know, you know, I you know, I just you know, I I I love the fact that um music is available, you know, for download or you know, to stream and all that stuff. But I mean when you're talking like a tenth of a penny per play or two tenths of a penny per play. And when you take a look at what it costs to record, um, I mean, even to record an EP, um, I mean, we, we've got five or 600 bucks into it. And um, yeah, I mean, it's going to take a whole hell of a lot of Spotify plays to, you know, yeah. I'm not in it for the money, but uh, you know, on the other hand, um, I'm not, you know, it, um, you know, it's cool to know that we're getting all these, all these airplays, but um, you know, um, be nice to get people to buy, you know, to download it and, you know, and you know, if I could get the, um, you know, the resources to be able to put it under an expensive proposition too. And I don't want to be sitting in boxes of records in my basement. My wife's already pissed off that I've got you know, a huge record collection, let alone a box of all the same records sitting there. <laughs> yeah. She definitely want to get rid of them. My wife too. <laughs> okay. So tell us about songs here on the uh, 2015 album. Um, one song I was from the get go. I really enjoyed that song. Tell well, us a little from bit about the get go. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, our, our, at the time we only had, um, me and the other guitar player. So he, he brought that riff in and it actually it was a little bit peppier than that when he brought it in. And, um, so when we started working with a drummer, you know, he kind of came up with a little bit more of an ominous, um, drum beat. And at once, once that started coming in, then, then it's you know the lyrics kind of, kind of came came in, and it, you know it's my usual typical um, cynical, um, you know, um, uh, you know, going to stick it to the you know the drums really really drive that. Um, <laughs> and in fact, our new drummer, he's like, he's like, we really got to figure out how to play this live because when we played it live, it never never came off live very well. Because and, and I think part of it's just because. Um, it's kind of sludgy and and it just to, it, to me it sounded really boring but you know when i listened to, to it on the record it sounds it, it, it's it's pretty awesome sounding you know it's got those really huge fuzz tones and um um 
it's got that driving toms, you know, yeah. and uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's a really cool song, but it's never come off live for some reason. There's a lot of bands that they record songs, and then when they play it live, it, I'm just it, curious. The same. Tom, you talk about fun yeah, songs. the fun songs that we use. Well, um, you at that time, I was still using all my vintage stuff. I've been kind of putting some of my vintage stuff um, besides because, uh, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to So, yeah, um, for, for, for that one, I was using my um, early 80s Big Moth. And um, so I was, I was using that, and I've got, I've got a vintage late, late 60s uh, fuzz face I've been using on a lot of the stuff. But that, that's I, – I finally found a repro that sounded pretty dang close to so um, – yeah, I don't. I don't need to be taking a thousand dollar pedal out there to um, have something bad happen to. I buy. I bought that years yeah. and years ago, um, and and there's there's some of my other vintage fuzzes that I've um, used, but um, really haven't pulled those out a whole lot lately because they're so expensive. I do like. I do like the. I do love that record cover that you have. It's fantastic. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, there's like. Like I'm like watching it on on Apple right now and listen to the uh, some of the listen. To, I was listening to some of the song where you guys were yeah. talking, but it, it's a pretty it's good like, album, man, from like top to bottom. Well, thanks. I, yeah, it's, you know, even six years later, that people are thinking, wow. And then, <laughs> and and, and it, it, I, I think it holds. I mean, if I can brag, pat myself on the shoulder here, I think it holds up because again, because it's catchy. Yeah, it's very catchy. It's, it's catchy, and, and, and I'm not trying. Yes. We're, we're not trying to sound like anything, or, or you know, I mean, what comes out is what comes out. I like the thing with the theme song, the the the, the, the crushed home yeah, theme. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, the, the song I like. This is always happening to me. It's pretty good. I, I kind of like that song. It's a nice, catchy. You know, it's a catchy. Yeah. Song, man. <laughs> Well, I just, I just, you know, because I've, we've always wanted to get a keyboard player in the band, and you know, and of course now that we got three guitar players. I don't, you know, I don't need to have, um, you know, six player. Um, you know, I just, just picked up uh, about a month or so ago um, a pedal that um, emulates organs, and I'm going to start using an organ because it sounds really cool with that, and and and. Um, you know, there's another song that always kind of fell flat live, but I think with an organ in there, I think it's going to kind of open it right up. And um, and again, it's my typical cynical kind of downtrodden lyrics, and um, but 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 to a really catchy upbeat song. But it's really good. Let me ask you a question: How long, um, like, how long did it take to record this thing? Like, you know, there's some people that go in there and record an album and they do it within a few weeks. How long did it take you guys to record this album? Well, well, the. The first album, God, we did, um, I would say we probably had no more than 25, 30 hours. We recorded that when I lived at my other house. Um, we did the drums. Um, the first set of songs, we did drums at my house. The second set of drums, we did at my drummer's house. But the, the, all, all of the, the um, guitars and all that stuff, I did in, the, in, in my basement. And we knocked it out fairly quickly. Um, wow. Um, and, and then the new EP, the four songs, I, I you know, I want to say that we we tracked most of that live. Um, I want to say that we put in uh, for the four songs twelve to fourteen hours recording. Um, that's that's a lot of hours. Out. Yeah, we we just knocked it out, knocked it out. The second album, we were really trying to get more of a or the EP, we were really trying to get more of a live sound. The first album, um, 
um, from 2015 is definitely it's more layered. Um, and a lot of it was me going down in the basement. Um, we recorded in the winter and we had a bunch of snow days, you know, as a teacher. And so I would just go down and just um, plug in my guitar and just, just you know, I'd throw whatever ideas I could throw out there and then bring the other guys in, to, um, you know, to, to do their parts. But yeah, fairly quickly, um, not, not a lot of not a lot of time spent on it. Uh, you know, I'd like to spend more time on some of it moving forward, but I, I just wanted a really direct, punchy live sound, and I think we nailed it on that on that on the, the Not No More EP. Definitely nailed it. Definitely nailed it. Mike, you're back. How you doing now? <laughs> I am back. I am back. I'm sorry about that, guys. All right, yeah. we can hear you great um, now. Uh, okay, you hear me better now. Okay, yeah. sorry about that. Um, what I wanted to ask you, Dan, is. Uh, this always happens to me. Mm -hmm. To me, that sounds like a perfect example of your cynical lyric writing. Is that it's right? It's hundred percent. When I when I heard that and the way you you know the way you described your lyric writing, I said, "Oh, that's the one. That's definitely the one." But Deep I, mean, I heard what you were saying about the uh, the, the trying to come off as. Uh, more live sounding on the EP, and I agree. You know what I've heard yeah. off it. There's definitely a difference between the two. I think you did nail it with that that live sound. And did did you produce everything yourself? I was trying to ask you that before. Produce, did you produce, produce everything, everything yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the first album, I I pretty much produced. Um, the the second album, um, the um, um, Anthony Lee, the guy that owns the studio, that we, we we actually went into the studio for that one. Um, he kind of helped us with the production, but um, yeah, I, I pretty much have the final say. I'll be, I'll be the egotist here, um, but yeah, it, it's 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 pretty much my vision, and um, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I kind of call the wind up calling the shots on it. Um, I, I definitely have a sound that I'm looking for, and I'm so blessed uh, to be working with guys that. Um, you know, they're they're definitely more talented as musicians than I am, but they, you know they're willing to follow you know my my muse and and are are more than happy to to, to um to get what we're looking for and and it, it, it's a great thing. It really truly is a collaboration. You know, and um you know when you know you, you look at uh, the you know the song credits, I give everybody credit for it. You know, even though I'm coming up with the melody, everybody's bringing their their ideas into it, and I couldn't have done it without the other guys. Um, it's just yeah. me to take Yeah, I mean, it, you can hear that you can hear the collaboration very well. Yeah, it, it, it's right. you know, my job is to take their ideas and to coalesce it into um, in, in, into something that that's you know catchy and poppy and and um, you know and go from there with it. Right, right. Now, I do want to mention that we did an episode a few months ago on Big Star, um, and Big Star to me is like really the first power pop band by, by the death by the death I, I, I think i think i think okay. bad thing was doing it before them uh, and of course and, and hey, I'm a you know what you know what yeah yeah i'll give you that and joey Molland, uh we we interviewed him last year the end of last year and he's got a new album out that's fantastic i don't know if yeah, you've I've heard, not it. heard that one yet they're on uh they're on omnivore records omnivore has been putting out a lot of good stuff lately uh, they put out Joey's record. They put out Richard Hell's re-release of Destiny Street, um, which uh, we've been trying to get Richard to come on. Matthew Sweet album. Doesn't seem to happen. What's that? 
Yeah, the new Matthew Sweet album is on Omnivore as well. That uh, just came yes, out. yes, yeah, yes. I mean, they seem really to be good a label too. that. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard that yet, but I do like Matthew Sweet. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's great. Yeah, he's yeah, and, good. and there's um, a band out of Michigan, the, the Legal Matters. Um, I don't know if their new album that's coming out is on Omnivore, but I know their second album, um, Conrad, was was done on Omnivore um, back about three years ago. Uh, they're a really good band yeah. too. Reed, um, he actually Andy Reed, who's part of that band, he um, did the mixing and mastering on the first Legal Matters. I like that that um, uh, that name. It's a, it's a Who song, right? Yeah, well, they, yeah, that's that's where they got their got their name from. So yeah, yeah. you can sh- check those guys out. Um, they're they're further. I haven't heard anything off the, the the new album yet, but the first two albums are really solid melodic power pop. I, I think you'd really like that. Oh yeah, um, that's yeah. Cool. That, that I gotta check that out. Let me ask. You. Now, you mentioned briefly in one of our conversations that there's a lot of heavy bands in your area that you got to yep. kind of compete with. Yep. Is, there, yep. is there anybody else doing something similar to what you're doing, or are you really kind of alone there? Um, I, I, as far as stylistically as us, yeah, probably not. But, I mean, you know, there's you know, um, you know, Anthony um, Lee from – um, you know, the, the guy that recorded us, he's got a band called the Mercurials. They're a little bit more, um, you know, not as poppy, but, you know, it's kind of nice because they're doing, you know, maybe a little bit more progressive type, but it's, you know, it's that pop, pop rock sort of, um, sort of thing. In fact, we're going to be playing with them back, you know, coming up in April. Um, but, you know, really in the Saginaw area, power pop type stuff. Yeah, not, not so much um there are you know um, a good friend of mine um from lansing you know their band the stick arounds um you know they're doing um you know power pop type stuff and there's some other stuff but yeah saginaw mid-michigan yeah it's you know it's a lot of heaviness and and there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's not my thing yeah yeah no i'm just thinking is there some kind of scene that you guys could get involved in you know, I keep well, we, we need something to, like that to come up. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, we've we've been kind of like a fish out of out of um, been kind of a fish out of water where we're at. Um, you know, part of it is you know I haven't always been the most ambitious at um, promoting us, but you know, on the other hand, you know, knowing that Bill Kelly has played us on Underground Garage, you know, it's like. Well, talk about a boost of confidence, knowing that we've been played on that some, and um, you know, I, I want to kind of use that as a badge of honor. And um, yeah. you, you know, um, you know, how many bands can sit there and say that they have been played on, uh, you know, on a national radio format? And yeah. you know, they're going to think that because of of a national radio format that you guys, that you Mike, you know, discovered <laughs> us. I, I was I was so excited when when I saw that, you know. Bill had played us that second time. I knew that he played us the week before, and then to sit there and to see that you know you're, you know, talking about a great song it is. It's like you know, it's like chills up and down my spine because it's like holy, holy cow, it's really. <laughs> get the, you know, and, and, and and when I told the guys in the band, you know, uh, Tom, I um, our, our guitar one guitar player is like so. Um, so is 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 Mike on our payroll? And I'm like, no, not not yet. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be um, happy to take the job. <laughs> well, we can't afford it, so yeah, yeah, no, yeah you'll oh, get all that right, out of here. All right, all right. Hey, let, let me just ask you free records. That's all. <laughs> Mike, let me ask a question. I want to ask. Does it feel because you're you're a teacher, right? Yep. Yep. So. 
what do the students with they say do they know you're a musician do you guys even talk oh yeah about they, it? Do they... yeah they think i'm a rock star that's <laughs> great <laughs> um oh yeah, yeah well and and, and it's funny because um so so tomorrow because you know we we decided that um, we're doing the march madness month um for with with all these um different activities um every day for the music day you know where are your favorite you know music t-shirt or rock t-shirt i um, so I've got got you know so, so, several of the teachers have bought our um, t-shirts, but one one of my students who, you know, he thinks I'm you know the greatest singer ever, um, or that's what he says. Oh, you're the best best singer, and you you sing well and all that stuff. But um, so we had a shirt made for for him. He's he's kind of a big guy, and um, uh, when he when he put the shirt on today, he was strutting around thinking he was the coolest guy in the world, and it's, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty pretty fun. And of course. You know, <laughs> Because I played a band doesn't mean I'm famous and doesn't mean I'm I'm rich, but yeah, they think it's really cool that uh, that their uh, their their teachers uh, rock star. It's awesome. Rock that star. is awesome. <laughs> well, you know, hey, so, you got it. You got to play it up, you know, a little bit. Yeah, with the yeah. yeah, and of course you have the long hair and all that stuff. You know, kind of that kind helps. Of yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this 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 EP that you took out, some was these songs that you had like because uh, I know one song is from another. Album, right? But the song that you had saved up just to take out. Yeah, um, actually, none of them are all of. While well, we not no more. That song is about. I don't want to say it's about three years old. Caught three or four years old. Caught in the corner of her eyes. A little bit more recent. Um, yeah, and then other the other the other tunes we've been playing around with them for for a couple of years. Yeah, it just shows how prolific I am with with lyric writing. Um, and, and I've, I've got to break out of that, that writer's block rut. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, like I said, we've got, we've got a backlog of like about 25 song ideas that we've just got to figure out how to piece to, together. And that's kind of what I want to work on after we get done with this, um, the show coming up. And, uh, you know, I kind of want to just hold up with with a couple of the guys and, and get it all figured out. Um, um, but you know, I, yeah, I kind of like to sit with them a little bit to just to make sure that you know they're flowing right, and you know, before we we put them out there, caught in the corner of high, her eye though. That um, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, and, and it's funny because 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 our bass player he kind of brought in this little bit of a lick, and I'm like, yeah, we need to work on that. So he came over to my my house, and we sat down in the basement, and um, him and I we spent probably about two or three hours really figuring out where does it need to go and where do these chord progressions need to go and um that's probably the most thought out song that we did and then and then, and then the the next um so so we we were pretty happy on the um arrangement of it uh, musically and then the next next afternoon i got got home um sat down in the down in the basement by myself and i had you know wrote the lyrics and about 40, 45 minutes, and which is kind of long for me, but um, yeah, uh, my cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, but but you know the, the whole thing with that song is it's actually um, even though it's kind of cynical and jaded at the beginning, it's like one of those few songs where it all ends up happening well at the end. You know that it isn't. It's all, very positive uh, in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah positive, positive ending so to this. For, for me, it was it was almost like. Yeah, it was like a self-conscious decision that you know what? For once, um, for, for once, I have to wind up on the good side of things. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta win. 
So yeah, lyrically, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of really happy with that. I was a little self-conscious about it at first, but um, I really like it. It's good, man. It's, obviously a strong, like, it's a strong track. It's like a hit, you know. Yeah, back back thirty five forty years ago, probably um, probably would have done well on, on on radio back then. Well, you know, you know uh, something. I um, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking about what it's going to be like when when live shit comes back. You know, and right. I, I I think it's you know if you look at history. The Roaring Twenties, where everybody went crazy, happened after the 1918, 1919 flu pandemic. Right, right. Okay. And World War I also was not too far before that. And, you know, people were looking for fun. And I think that we're going to see an increase in bands, venues, things are going to open up. And, and, you know, hopefully economically it could all be done. You know, but I think that people are going to look to go out. They want to hear live music again. Uh, nobody wants to sit and, and, you know, pay $20 to watch something streamed at a club. Right. You know, I did that. I did that a couple of times and I was like, no, I'm not doing that no more. It's, it's not, not the same. same. No, no, it's, no, not, it's not. not even close. So it's I'm just hoping same. that, yeah, I'm hoping soon that this, you know, this gets off the ground. Any chance that you come into New York? As of right now, no, but you know, never say no. Never no, say no. I mean, uh, it doesn't help you know, we're we're a band of a bunch of middle aged guys. I mean, you know, um, you know, Tom and I, um, the old guys in the band were in our early early mid fifties, all with families and careers and um um you know, the other two of the other guys um have um their families actually it's kind of funny because you know our you know my one guitar player that's been with me since the beginning he's the, I, actually my son-in-law um you know and you know he's got a grandson and all that stuff to you know, or my grandson to deal with and um our new drummer he's you know he's he's like pushing to get out there and it's like yeah but uh, you know i can't just get up and leave during the middle of a school year to do something but <laughs> what about in new york you, you know, I, I mean that would be pretty would be pretty fun um we just have to definitely figure out a way to make it work where it's, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, it's not going to be a money loser for us. Cause you know, I hate to say it, it, it kind of comes down to um, being able to at least break even on it. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, the scene in New York is, is very strange now, never mind the pandemic. I'm not talking about right. that. I'm talking about just, you know, places to play in New York city itself in Manhattan is is not like it used to be. There aren't that many. You don't have CBGB anymore. No, no, no. And and other places are gone. Okay. What's happening now is bands are playing Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. And there, there's even places on Long Island you could play that I know you. I, I think I know a few places on Long Island myself that I know you would do well and they they would respond very well to what you do. So when you're thinking about that, let me know. Yeah, well, definitely keep in touch because, um, you know, because because what I'd love to do is, you know, during, you know, every summer is be kind of nice, you know, like do do a week week and a half um, jaunt, you know, to go someplace and, um, you know, plan uh, plan ahead and pick, you know, three or four uh, shows to play. I know that um, we did um, did a um, um, 
show on um, Garage Door out of Seymour, Indiana, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and you know, they're like, "Yeah, God, you guys would do well." There's a couple of places in Indianapolis and Louisville yeah. and the pandemic, but yeah, who knows what 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 will happen in 2022 and, and moving forward? I, I'd love to do it because um, I, I'd love to play in front of people that really like the kind of music that we're doing. Yeah. And, and they're out there. And I, like I said, I think there's going to be more of them. You know, I think yeah. there's going to be a lot of people that are looking to get out now. Maybe they wouldn't have gone out, you know, but now they're just cooped up and they want to get out. And, and I think that's what you're going to see. And it's going to re- reflect the whole industry. You know, um, I, I, what I what I want to see is, you know, in, in, I guess we're about the same age. We grew up in an age where bands earn their bones playing live. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But I'm, now, now it's, you know, people just try to throw stuff up on the internet and kind of see what happens. And that's, that's not the way to do it. So, you know, when you're ready to come to New York, you let me know, I'll, I'll make some phone calls for you. Definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. I would love, I would love to do it. I have to run that past, uh, past the guys. Cause, um, yeah. Man, I've never, I've never been to a part of the country. So that would even oh. be, uh, <laughs> even more exciting for me. I mean, uh, you know, I've got got friends in Chicago and that sorts of stuff, and that's another place you know that um, I, I would um, you would like to attack. You know, um, the the old drummer from uh, Bungie Deathfest. He plays in the Gold Stars um, out, of, out of Chicago, and he played in the Crinkles and and you know doing mm-hmm. their garage pop sorts of stuff. And um, you know to to be able to go there and do a couple of shows would be would be pretty fun. That'd that be, would be cool. Do they, two or three bands touring together, right? That would be well. Great. I mean, that, that's that's the other thing that's crossed my mind is you know the, you know we could find a couple of uh, cool bands to go and um, to do that with. A, it helps share the cost, and um, um, B, um, we gotta get that camaraderie going. You know, where uh, you know you can do all the depraved stuff that fifty-year-olds um, do, um, <laughs> the, uh, or non-depraved stuff. Yeah, you know, it's well, uh, yeah. You know, now if you hang out with us, if you want to get in trouble, you hang out with Rob. Okay. <laughs> well, Rob, Rob's, not, Rob's not married. He'll get you lumped up. You know. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> get in trouble. <laughs> Just bring bail money. Rob, if I go out there, if, if if I go out there, Rob, I expect one hell of a Manhattan. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you'll, you'll get one. That he can uh, do. That he can do. Yeah, I, um, um, I'm a huge Manhattan fan, so I would expect a true Manhattan out of Manhattan. That is an <laughs> old yeah. school yeah. drink. That is an old yeah. school drink, Dad. Uh yeah. Um, you know nothing. You know, I mean, it, well, and and again to show the you know the diversity of you know music interests in that. There's nothing like kicking back uh, down in the basement with the uh, with the hi-fi, throwing on some Sinatra or some of you know, the other. <laughs> I'm a big martini fan, so I know exactly what you're saying. I like I like yeah, the good old yeah. the good old fashioned. Old fashioned, yeah. Yeah, old fashioned is a good one too. Um especially if it's done well. Uh, there's um I, I mean just talk about an exquisite I mean well anything with bourbon done right is an exquisite or rye is an exquisite um exquisite thing to behold. Yeah, it's amazing how Rye made a comeback in the last couple of years. There's so many Rye. Before, it was, like, very limited. Now there's Rye. Everybody's making a Rye. Everywhere. Well, it's yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I started drinking bourbon about 25 years ago or so. And, I mean, what, uh, you, you, you know, 
I mean, I thought it was cool to find Blanton's back then and, uh, you know, and, and Maker's Mark and that. And I'll just sit there and just see just how many really nice bourbons that are out there now. That's pretty pretty nice to see. Yeah, yeah it's, I it's like definitely Maker's nice. Mark. Maker's, Maker's is good. Maker's Mark's good stuff. Um, you know, and, um, you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of really good ones, good ones out there. Yeah. Now, Dan, you said that your drummer left, right? Yeah, he, yeah, we have a new drummer. We picked him up. Um, oh, you got a new drummer. Yeah, yeah, we have a new, yeah, we uh, actually the, um, runs the recording studio. He did the drumming on the EP, and right after that, we picked up uh, a relative young guy. He's, you know, 30 years old. Um, Jake um, is his name. So, yeah, we, uh, so, you know, he's he's kind of new to the drumming game, but, you know, I, I yeah, it's it's kind of nice to have a little bit of new energy. I mean, I miss Paul from. I mean, we worked with him for seven or eight years, and you know, he felt it was time to move on. And um, um, you know, it's sad to see him go, but you know, it's kind of kind of interesting to see where it goes um, with with the new guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I wish you all the best. And can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Well, right now, um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, look for the Crush Challenge, not for the um, Lamo band from um, Connecticut. Uh, apparently, there's a Crush Challenge band there. But I, I um, did notice that. Yeah, the, the one yeah, from Saginaw. Yeah. That's the one you want. Yeah, look for the one from Saginaw. Um, um, you, and and um, actually, um, we're working on getting a, a Crush Challenge website up here soon, and that will be crushtones.com. Um, um, right now, it's not live, but. I'm, had live in here. Tom is supposed to be working on him, and I are going to work on getting that up here uh, before long. We are on Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Um, you can find us on Amazon and um, all of those places too. Apple and YouTube on Apple. You, and Apple, YouTube. Apple, Apple, Apple Music uh, yeah. on iTunes, and and uh, we're there. Um, Pandora, you can you can check us out there. Um, you know, and if you like us, feel free to to, to buy it. Um, you know, it's, it's great to ha have people listening. Tell, but you know, we got to pay the bills, and recording the recording an album isn't cheap. And um, you know, we've got to be able to make that happen. And, and the only way by doing that is by buying our buying our our stuff. Yeah, yeah so and, and I just want to tell everybody too. You know, the 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 practice that the habit actually that we all get into is just checking something out on YouTube or on, you know, uh, SoundCloud or on Bandcamp or on Pandora and we don't pay for it. And on the on on that on that note, you know, every band is not making money. And that's no. the problem with the business today. So I ask yep. everybody if you, if you like a band, all right, check them out for free, but buy buy the CD, buy the record. Vinyl's made a big comeback. Okay, if you yep. still got a record player, buy the vinyl. All right, yep. support and, and, these and, bands. And, yeah. and, and the whole thing is, is, is um, you know, right now we don't have a physical cop product out there, but you know, um, um, in, in fact, I'm going to be posting on Facebook here um, shortly. Is that you know, uh, I, I want to find out what the interest is for a CD so that um, you know, I, I know how many, of, you know, how much of a run I need to make of them because because I'd I'd rather have people have it on CD because then it's in your hand. There's nothing yes. like having it in your hand, whether it's a CD or a record. And and 
And, you know, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, I'm a big record guy, but I don't have a problem with CDs either because I've got something no, me in my hand. I've got something in my hand. It's tangible. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's what is missed. You know, we grew up, you had your record, maybe, you know, the lyrics nice and big on the inside cover. Maybe there was a poster inside. CDs are smaller, but you still have that tangibility. The yep. whole download thing, it's great for portability, being mobile, but you don't you miss out on that tangibility. So the fact that vinyls made such a comeback, that's great. And you know, I, I love it. Getting I, into I love it. it. And, and, and you know, from my standpoint, you know, I get the vinyl, and and uh, the first thing I do is after I get the record cleaned up, I'm loading it onto my computer so I can put it onto my <laughs> my iPhone yeah. so I can listen to it in the car. Yeah. That's um, fine. But uh, so you get the record there to pull out and throw and you know put on on that turntable when I want to kick back and relax and really seriously listen. You, yeah. you can't you, you can't seriously listen with 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 a download. No, now the, no. let me tell you, I remember standing in line at midnight records at um at uh Tower Records. It was standing yep. in the midnight madness <laughs> with yep. Tower yep. Records on Every your line. <laughs> Every Tuesday, you knew that the albums were coming out, and you were you were there uh, waiting more. You had a pre-order so that you know when you got out of out of school or out of work, you could go, and it was right there for you. And downloads, it's not the same thing. Not it's just, same. It's, it's not the. Not the same. I think and, we're and missing the excitement. No. We're missing the excitement of going to the store, and you got the album in your hand, and you're so excited. You're reading the. It's great. It's reading. And well, I, I always remember going out to the car. The first thing I, I always remember going out to the car, and the first thing I did was was get out there and open up this thing and see, all right, what does the label look like? Oh, oh, what is the inner? Yeah. Is there a poster <laughs> in here? It's always, you know, like, yeah. what, what, what's in here? What, what, what's it? Well, you download it, and what you go and you hit play, and um, well, yeah, the song's really good, but you know, there's nothing there. You know, it's um, it, it, it's it's not interactive. Right, exactly. Yes. You don't have that tangibility to it. Um, Your... Okay. So, so, Dan, I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate you asking me. No problem. And we'd like to have you on again uh, anytime. Keep in touch. And yeah. uh, if you are in New York, you're going to have a good time with us. You're going to come. You're going <laughs> to hang out with us. And we'll have a lot well, of we'll fun. Hopefully, to, uh... we can get you out here. Yeah, well, what we'll have to do is um, the, you know, the next time that we get um, – that we uh, get some stuff out there. We'll um, we'll have to get some of the other guys from the band. We'll have to do like a great big huge. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So well, good. Thanks, good. Mike, Mike, I really appreciate the the, the words of love and um, all of that. It, it really uh, you know it's a, it, it, it's a nice feeling knowing that there's people out there that get what we're doing. Yeah, and. Uh, I'm all about, like I said, promoting new bands. And when I heard you guys, I said, oh, these guys are going somewhere. I like how they sound. Let's try to get them out there. We've been doing very well overseas with this podcast. So maybe it'll help you in some of the overseas markets. Somebody listening and be like, yeah, let's check out the Crush Tones. So we, we were number 30 in New Zealand recently. So you never know. <laughs> It's funny, man. It's oh, funny. Have to move. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All well, right thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. All right, okay. have a good one. 
Thank you, Dan. Take care.